It's funny how after a while in social isolation, you crave physical proximity. I mean, just going to the grocery store or to Granny's, they stop feeling like chores and instead they feel like a privilege. I feel the same way outside. Rachel and I biked to Wayland the other day and I waved at everybody I passed by. Not just the groups. I mean, every single person in each group, I waved. I'm eager to connect. And I know that we here at the Commonweal are too. And during this time, we're grateful that we're here in this town that we're in, at the theater that we're at, and a part of the community that we love. And we've decided to tell the stories of how we all got here, one by one, quick 15 to 20 minute little conversations, mini podcasts, to remind us all what brought us here in the first place, and some of the delightful reasons that we have stayed. Thank you so much for listening. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Commonweal Theater Podcast. My name is Josiah Lowenstein, and we're doing our little series, uh, Conversations in Isolation. And joining me today is Kayla Nelson. Kayla, how are you doing? (laughs) I'm so fine. He didn't mention that I am one of the apprentices here at the Commonweal Theater, and everybody's been sharing their personal stories and stuff and I might have a little less to say because I was the first of the apprentice class and things kind of got cut short so we'll see how it goes today yeah we'll see how it goes today we'll we'll just keep it fast and loose it'll be fine cool uh Kayla so you're not actually at the artist residence right now where are you (laughs) I, (laughs) wow, that was great. Um, I am in Chatfield, Minnesota. I'm currently staying with my parents and enjoying isolated life here in Chatfield, Minnesota. Yeah, good, good. You get to spend a lot of time with your cats, right? Yes, I have one cat, but, um, and yeah, I'm glad to be here with my um, parents and stuff. And it's a good thing that I'm only half an hour away from Lanesboro if needed or anything. Yeah, you're still close by and you still get to check in mm-hmm. on all the staff meetings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. While <laughs> it feels like we're not completely all the way apart. No. <laughs> when... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so yours is fun. Yours is a fun podcast to do because every a lot of the other people have have been here for years and mm-hmm. so we're getting a more fresh take uh, from you. So how did you first hear about the common wheel? Like what paint us a picture of what life was like for Kayla before the common wheel. And then like how you heard about us. Okay. So I am from Chatfield, like I Mm -hmm. said, so that's about a half an hour away from Lanesboro and long story short, my parents both worked for the Department of Natural Resources here in Minnesota and lived in Lanesboro for a couple years before I was born. Okay. And so after I was born, we moved to Chatfield. And so Lanesboro is kind of like a close place to my family's heart with coming down and doing canoeing and walking and hiking. And they're very about all of the nature and trails and... (laughs) all of things like that. So Lanesboro is like a great place for that. Um, And again, with like living in Chatfield, we have the Wits End Theater and the Commonweal is just a well-known 
reputable theater locally amongst like the, the other I mean amongst the other small towns and I bet a lot of other I mean it's reputable oh. and very great among amongst other things and the bigger schemes of things as well but yeah amongst like local theaters it's not Totally. Ran- I mean, it's not like random people off, not that other theaters locally are like random people off of the street throwing like shows and stuff, but it's hired professional actors at live theater. Yeah. No, uh, I, Jackie and I were talking on her podcast about uh, Festival Theater, which is a theater that we both worked at, um, came down to check out the Commonwealth because it does have a really good reputation with smaller town theaters because it's mm-hmm. that's kind of its unique niche. Mm-hmm. Um, so did you come here growing up? Did you ever come here to see a show then? Yeah. So we are, whether it be like our drama club or our arts club in Chatfield High School, I think they would maybe once a year do like a field trip down to Lanesboro. And there's, I mean, Lanesboro is like a hub for um, art not just not just theater and stuff so that's going to like local shops and stuff or the art shows I think there is there art in the park yeah art in the park yeah so um (laughs) we would come down and see that stuff too and I'm sure that I have seen quite a few student matinees of um Christmas Carol (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. so definitely I'm I'm and I'm grateful for that, like grateful for that opportunity because it was like I was participating in um, theater in high school and middle school and stuff and then coming to see professional actresses and actors on stage yeah. at the Commonweal was really, really like eye-opening and nice for me. Do you do you remember like specifically the first show you saw or is that like lost to time? Um, You know, for a while I thought that I had saw like gruesome playground injuries at the Commonweal, but then Rachel like mentioned to me, she's like, I think that was like the community theater here. Oh, okay. And I was, I was like, at least I knew it was in Lanesboro. Right. That's close enough. Right. That's close enough. That counts. (laughs) I mean, I thought it was the Commonweal. And so I held that in my heart and I was like, wow, the Commonweal is great. So (laughs) whatever that means. (laughs) <laughs> so when did you what, t- talk me through the transition from going to from you know coming to see shows here to being like no I kind of want to think I think I want to work there like when how did oh. that kind of come about um so I graduated from Winona State University in 2017 with a bachelor's of fine arts in the theater and a minor in communications and I think that was something that was always in the back of my mind of I knew that the apprenticeship program was open and available at the Commonweal. Um, I was kind of like done with learning though for like a little bit. And I was <laughs> totally like, I, understandable. Need, I need to like go to work. So I went and found some like odd end um, jobs, worked at the, oh shoot, the um, Mayo Civic Theater in Rochester as a drama teacher for a summer camp. Um, Worked at the Minnesota Children's Museum of Rochester um, and then worked at a craft store. And I had been planning for a while that I wanted to teach English abroad. So I set out and went to China, traveled to Shanghai, China, and taught English there for a year and a half 
Wow. Then came, then came back to America <laughs> and my mom was like, hey, let's go see a show at the Commonweal and like you can talk to somebody about possibly like volunteering and stuff. And I like Adrian and I just kind of like formed a connection after going to see On the Verge and we just started talking. Nice. Yeah, your parents were like, uh, China was a little far away. Let's go, let's <laughs> find you a job in Lanesboro. Like, half, like, an half an hour, hour. half an hour away. <laughs> uh, so you, you came and saw On the Verge? That was the, the show that you guys, you and your mom came and saw? Yeah, I mean, I'd also seen other, um, I would think like the uh, like two years before we had seen um, Steel Magnolias. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yep, and so that kind of also, like, left an impression, and it's just always, like, a nice place to, what what happened? When we saw On the Verge, my mom actually, she's retired, but she ran into, like, an old boss of hers that she used to work with, like, while we were at the show, and it's, it brings, it just, like, brings people together, like, a community, like, you know people when you're going to the Commonwealth to, like, go see a show. yeah. Yeah, all those kind of connections that get made. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. So, uh, so you then, you found out you were coming here. You came here. You started work on, uh, on I Ought to Be in Pictures. Mm-hmm. How's, how has that been? I mean, it's sort of on the shelf for a little bit, but, like, how mm-hmm. was, how's the beginning of that process been? Um, I feel kind of, like, melancholic that it got cut short because, you know, like, we had this thing where like our warm-ups before rehearsals was to have kind of like a dance party to the like music of the time of like the 70s and um it was really chill in like environment (laughs) very like open to asking questions and learning and I mean I graduated in 2017 and it's been a while since I've like been on the stage but it was a real it's a like a really welcoming um environment and rehearsal process and it really sucks that things started to end up like getting cut short and then eventually leading to hey we need to like put this on hold we're we're thankful yeah they were I mean I'm Adrian and everybody and I'm so thankful for everybody's like hard work and even to do the, the like the page to stage to like get to know some of the patrons and stuff and letting people in it really felt like the start and beginning of something and then we kind of had to say sorry but yeah. pause <laughs> things for a little are crazy bit. right now <laughs> yeah yeah um was the were the 70s dance parties was that kind of your music or uh mm, um, was it more of an I education d- it just <laughs> it was an i mean I like, um, like Fleetwood Mac and Stevie okay. Nicks and yeah. I mean, that was obviously the time of my parents. So some <laughs> of the stuff that they were super into got like brought up and stuff too. So yeah. that was nice. But obviously, yeah, it was like an educational purpose and trying to get us into the time and the presence and why <laughs> does my char- why is my character feeling this way and all of that. All the good stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, see, I feel like you kind of have a unique perspective because most people, uh, came from somewhere else and the somewhere else that you came from was pretty close. Mm -hmm. So like, how is it different, you know, 
growing up around here and then kind of working around here? Like, what's that experience kind of been like? Um, it still feels like tight knit and like Minnesota nice, you know, you can like walk down the sidewalk and like do, you know, you see people do that little wave or like when you're driving your car and you do the one finger wave on the steering wheel to (laughs) say, Hey, so all of that type of stuff I'm used to. And I'm used to, you know, like living in China and you walk down the street being like Minnesota nice, you want to like smile at like everybody, but that's a very like foreign weird concept for people to like make eye contact and smile at each other in China. So I feel comfortable being back here, back home where I can walk down the sidewalks and the streets and smile and get some like recognition and feedback back. Yeah. Now in, in Shanghai, I mean, that's a pretty... That's a pretty big place. You were in a, that was like a, mm-hmm. a huge city. Do you know mm-hmm. like how many people? I mean, I, too... no, I don't remember the population, but to like give you perspective, it's like everything, there's so many people that there's like everything is right next to each other. There's not like residential areas and stuff for like where people live. Okay. Like it's like business and home is like all compiled on top of each other. Like I could walk two minutes to a Starbucks, a McDonald's, a KFC, a shopping mall, a Dairy Queen, <laughs> like whatever I wanted to go to, I ha- I could walk to it. Right. It was all right there, which mm-hmm. is kind of similar to Lanesboro. But very different. <laughs> Similar, but you don't have, like, apartment complex on top of apartment complex. So, like, they right. got to use the airspace because there's so many people who are living there. Yeah. That's no, crazy. It, it was great. Did you, did you have any culture shock? Or, like, when you got home, were you like, man, I need to, I, I got to eat this thing? Or, like, I can't wait to, like, go driving mm-hmm. again? Or um, I had been back home once. Um, so I was there for like a year and a half and I traveled after like one year, like I traveled back home to America and then like I was dry. I guess I didn't necessarily miss driving. I liked the subway. I liked walking. I liked riding bike. I prefer riding bike in Shanghai than I do in Minnesota in America (laughs) for some reason. Maybe, I don't know. Um, I grew up on like a gravel road and so like around me it's like gravel road and I'd rather just like not slip and fall while riding yeah. my bike not maybe the most conducive for bike riding uh, no. gravel road wait what was the question I forgot what the question was <laughs> no I was just asking if you either like going uh, over there if there's things that you missed about here or if now coming back there's things that you missed about there I don't know it's just a unique experience I I mean, there was always access to, like, foods and stuff that I missed, whether it be, like, Italian food or, sure. um, like, Mexican food, and they had Western restaurants and stuff like that. Now that I'm, like, back in America, it's like Chinese food is Americanized. Of course, yeah. <laughs> so the type of Chinese food that I miss, it's kind of hard to, like, come by in restaurants, or yeah. I would... Street food is, like, super, super popular, and, like, street breakfast is super popular in China, so I could, like, wake up in the morning and walk to, like, a little person, not little person, a little place who's, like, got, like, a huge hot, like, heating stove out and, like, putting flour, their flour mixture and batter, like, on this pan and making, like, these breakfasts and stuff, and, like, I can't 
get that here. <laughs> and That's that, pretty cool. That makes me, like, a little bit sad. I've been being in this quarantine, like, I've been at home and searching recipes and showing my dad, like, we need to make this Chinese fish soup. I made Korean... I made fried chicken for the first time by myself hey congratulations that's was, really good it was so good honey butter fried chicken i followed a recipe online super Dang. good um but yeah i've been searching recipes of things and i'm like oh that was easy and that's easy enough i guess i could make that but i can't drive to an asian market to like buy those things right now right so much of it is the ingredient you yep. know the ingredients that you get yeah. uh so would you say the honey honey butter batter chicken was your best or do you have another one that you've been making <laughs> no i mean it was the first time that i made fried chicken so it was the best time that i've made fried chicken <laughs> well i just mean your best dish of uh, quarantine or have you made a better uh, dish of quarantine i'm trying to think if i've <laughs> i mean my parents have been buying like frozen bags of soup from quick trip and i'll like <laughs> put those i made what did i make yesterday though i made like a cream garlic onion like pasta Ooh. mix yesterday and it was pretty good but making cream sauces is always really hard once you like put the milk or cream in then or with flour it starts to turn into like it's not so creamy anymore like yeah or it lumps up yeah, it lumps it, it up and be. becomes, like, chunky, and I'm like, what is this? Am I doing this properly? I am not a chef. But, <laughs> well, no, I, the fried chicken, I think, was the best thing that I've made this quarantine. I'm glad you're finding a new side of yourself during quarantine and, you know, Chef Kayla side of yourself. Which, yeah, <laughs> I'll eat my food, and I'll be like, wow, does anybody else in this house want to try it? Like, I... <laughs> Like, this is great. Like, it's like I'm in a restaurant right now. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like that. Uh, Chef Kayla, mixing it up. Yeah. Um, so it, you've only been here, you ha haven't, I've only been here this, this year officially on the Commonwealth staff. Do you have any, I mean, you mentioned the dance party, any other, you know, kind of experience or memories that stick out to you? Um, uh, before I was officially even like moved down there, we did the promo shoots and yeah. stuff for the season. And that was really, um, I don't know. I liked that a lot. That was like really exciting and nerve wracking. I mean, it was kind of like the first thing I did for the theater and there's like big shining lights and cameras and people telling you like, stand there, twist your back, move your arm. <laughs> And I was wearing shoes that were, like, two times too small for me, so um, it was kind of hurting. That's funny. Yeah, that, that is kind of a lot a lot to come into right off the bat. Like, there's, it's, it's very fun, but it is a very, it's very production-oriented. Like, there are lights, and Sarah's, like, two inches away from your face with a camera there, and... It, I think kinda... the results, the results were really great though. Like the picture, the posters ended oh, yeah. up really, really nice. The promo video turned out really, really nice. So it really sucks that it got postponed and like cut short, you know, like the anticipation was building up 
and I think the thing was also it, I know it's put on hold but it's like my parents and my mom is like was an excitable person so it's like <laughs> telling all of my family and friends like this is the these are the dates come this time yeah. oh here's the video oh here's the picture oh she's in a magazine oh all of this stuff <laughs> Because I was in Rochester Women's Magazine yeah. as well. And, like, in the newspaper. And then for it to kind of get... <laughs> cut. Postponed. Yeah. That, so, uh, that sound that you just made is the exact sound <laughs> that should be applied to this quarantine yeah, period. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. It's my, it's my real hope. Oh, I liked Page to Stage a lot, too. Yeah. I, I was... Very happily, I'm, it was kind of awkward, obviously, because I was a newbie and not really knowing any or at all, of, like any of the patrons. And um, so I started talking to a guy and he owns like the Sacred Clay yeah. um, bed and breakfast. And yeah, Fred Keel. Yeah, he was super nice and super sweet. And then after the page to stage... You know, it's like, I didn't even ask for it, but he, like, came up to me and he was like, well, you didn't tell me how talented you were. <laughs> and, you know, in those moments, you're kind of like, oh, gosh, shucks, thank you. No, but that that recognition and that um, close, intimate um, moment with the patrons and stuff was really, really nice. So I'm hoping that we can get back to all of that really, really soon. And yeah. I want to get to know more about the patrons and my coworkers and all of that. Yeah, we'll all be glad when it when it starts up again, and you can move back to the residence, and we can get the rest of the apprentice class here. We'll be and nice. Lizzie and I can watch YouTube videos and play games, and with Kelsey and all of that stuff too. So. Yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> Our fingers are crossed. We're knocking on wood. It's going to happen soon. Yes. Uh, but uh, thanks for taking a little time out of your day and talking with me. Thank really you, Josiah. It. Yeah. You have a good rest of your day. We'll you... talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to donate to the Commonweal Theater, you can go to commonwealtheater.org. That's commonweal, like commonwealth, but without the TH at the end. That is also the best place to find out updates about our season, when we'll be back on stage, when we'll start rehearsing again. You can also find us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're posting nearly every day, and we would love to hear from you. Once again, I'm Josiah Lobenstein, and thanks for listening.